Welcome to The Uncertainties, the podcast for 20-somethings who don't quite have their shit together yet. I'm your host, Karis, and the reason that I started this podcast is because the last few years have been a huge learning curve for me. Entering the world of work, moving out of my family home, trying, and often failing, to face up to the challenges of becoming a fully-fledged adult. It can be overwhelming at the best of times, and I hope I'm not the only one who feels like this. In fact, I know that I'm not, because I'm going to be speaking to a ton of my friends and people that I admire about the struggles that they are facing now, or have in the past, and how they are still able to absolutely smash life. If this all sounds a little bit too serious, don't worry guys, it's basically just going to be a safe space to share life's tragic stories. Um, Wait, how did he cheat on you? Was it really bad? No, so he was like, well, I don't actually know the full details because it was really weird. Like basically he was like, we'd like decided, this is this is always a bad sign I feel, especially when you're young. We decided that we were going to be a bit more like- Open relationship. Open. But like we didn't really discuss <sighs> what the meaning of open was. So what was your my interpretation? Meaning, my interpretation was like, oh, I'll let someone buy me a drink. Like, oh, like I literally did. I was like, out on a night out and this guy offered to buy me a drink. And I was you're like, like, no. I was like, okay. <laughs> and like, I felt like so like bad. I was like, oh my God, I can't believe I've just done that. Like, and I literally just got this drink from this guy. And then he obviously thought that, Something you, might happen, and I was like, "Thanks." Just yeah, like, you're like, "Laters." <laughs> he interpreted it to mean you could have sex with people. So, so he told me he was like, "Oh yeah, I've got with quite a lot of people," and I was, uh, and I was like, "Oh okay," and I was quite upset. But then I was like, "Oh okay, well that's all right." I like, guess that's like, he's just well, kissed them. Like that's fine. And then, and then like a, a couple of weeks later, he literally called me like the night before. And he was like out and he was really drunk and he was like, "I need to tell you something. Like you need to come round." Bearing in mind, I was in Oxley and oh he was in Central village which were like miles and miles and miles away and i was like i mean to give me credit like i wasn't i wasn't awful then because i was like no i'm not fucking like it was like three in the morning he'd like woken me up i hadn't gone out and i was like no i'm not coming to your bloody flat like whatever you can tell me you can tell me tomorrow and then um so i did think it was all a bit weird i literally got on the bus and i remember like sitting on the bus and had this really weird feeling i was like something really weird's about to happen like i could just tell like it was so i got this gut feeling i was like Honestly, when like a, a woman's intuition, yeah, is like just it, there was something really shaky, like, and I was just like, this is really odd, like something strange is happening. Oh my god! And then I got there, and that's when he, it, I was literally chatting. We were meant to, we were meant to be going for Nando's, like oh, Tilly, cheeky Nando's, yeah. and yeah, he was like. I was like, well, can we go for the Nando's then? Like, I'm really hungry, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, oh, can we just wait a bit? Like, and he was like really putting oh, it off. Oh, hold on. So you didn't... Oh, yeah, this makes a lot more sense. I was like, you got on a bus at three in the morning. No, no, no so okay, this was the next, the next day. day. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, um, and then, And then, yeah, eventually he literally... He was like being really weird. And he, like, he was like, okay, I've, like, I've written you this this letter. Like, can you go into my into the bathroom and read it? And I was like laughing. I was like, okay, like, lol, what's going on here? And then I opened this letter and it was like really like manipulative. And it was like, the first line was like, I want you you made me do this. Awful. <laughs> it was basically like that. It was literally like, I want you to like think about our relationship and just think about these few things before you read the next bit. Like, do you love me? Like, how much do you love me? Like, are you willing to like work through this? Like, whatever happens with us. And then it was like, point, so that's ch- like points to ponder before you go into a book. Yeah, that's what I mean. You know how like I gave Adrian like our referencing and stuff. Like, it was actually quite similar. Like, it was like the way it had been thought out and stuff. And he typed it and everything. He typed it. <laughs> printed it out. 
He had a printer at uni. <laughs> I know. I used to use it. I was well annoyed after that. I was like, fuck's sake. Now I have to go to the <laughs> library to print some credits. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. And then I read it and I was like, oh. And basically he'd like slept with some random girl Check. that he'd like met and he'd From like gone to. Village. Fuck knows. Yeah, he was. He wouldn't tell me any, any details at all. He was like, oh, I don't even know where it was. Like, I was so drunk. I don't know where I was going. I was like, Jesus Christ. Sure. Yeah, that's, sure. that's got to be a lie because otherwise you don't remember where and yeah. when you had sex. I know. He was literally like, I don't, it was like this random, like, like weird place in Leeds. Like, I don't know where it was. Like, <laughs> it could be literally. <laughs> what the fuck are you on about? <laughs> so, yeah, it was all very dramatic. Oh, my God. Did you, did you lose your head were you like yeah oh, like fucking fuck. i went yeah. <laughs> i think i felt really awkward because i was like well you forced me to be in this bathroom and like <laughs> it's going to be really dramatic however i leave the room because like you know it's turned it into sting like what am i supposed to do like open the you know door, I have to open like... the door and yeah what do i say like it was really weird because i was just like i don't i literally don't know how to respond like, yeah so i think i like cried in there for a bit and then i came out and then i just had a massive go at him yeah and it was um near Christmas, so I decided to eat all the chocolates in his afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> like, fuck you. Oh, fuck like, you. And then, yeah, and then I basically was just like, all right, well, fuck it then. And then <laughs> Wait, we didn't time. speak for like two weeks. So you, you stayed there and ate all of them. Like, <laughs> how long did that take? Like, I don't think I ate all of them, but I ate a good few. Like, <laughs> My guest today... I'm very excited to announce we've known each other since we were singing together as two felons. Would you call us felons? Is that what you call people? Yeah. Offen- offenders. Yeah. I mean, um, my character was very young and innocent. Yeah, you she didn't mean to do I, I was the felon. Um, Bryony, thanks for being on the pod. You're very welcome. I can't wait. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Like that's what people are meant to that's say. That's why I think that's I was like, like, you're welcome. You're bloody welcome, mate. You're welcome um, my presence. <laughs> well, we're all going to be in lockdown because of the coronavirus anyways. I think I, I think this is going to happen to a lot of people. But you can not actually have any side effects at yeah, all, really. Like, exactly. And then if I gave it to... Oh, God, I just feel... So, I, that's the thing. I just would feel really awful if I then yeah. gave it to someone and that person got really ill. And then I'd be like... That's the worry. How do I live with myself? And that's why... So, because I was in Leicester last week and Kish was meant to come... And um, he didn't in the end because he was like, if there's a potential that he's got it, his mum and dad both have like really weakened immune systems. Oh no! So really? he was like, I can't, I can't like. I don't want it. to. Yeah. But it's crazy, like, yeah, indeed, like they're literally closed for a month, and it means that me and Kish are both working from home. <laughs> Doesn't have that much space, so. But that's the thing. He, I mean, he's got like loads of meetings, so it's really annoying. Actually, he keeps like being like, oh, well, I have to have a meeting, so can you go in the bedroom? I'm like. A meeting. Oh, so is he doing like yeah, he's doing, like Skype, Skype calls. No, so he's like, way. I can't do them from the bedroom, so you have to go in there. I'm like, oh, for God's sake, the temptation to sleep if I'm working in the yeah, bedroom. Yeah, that's is just too much. That's a lot. Yeah, yeah, Sam said that they had to have a video meeting this morning, and I was like, oh my God. Apparently, everyone had bedhead hair. Oh my God. I'm just like, <laughs> like so um, hi, I haven't just woke because it was at like nine in the morning, so clearly everyone had yeah. literally rolled out of bed and been like, oh, I've been up for hours. How are you? With like their hair sticking in all these different places. And he was like, yeah, I put on like a top, obviously, but I had no bottoms on. I was like, like Prue! It's literally oh my god kindred spirits oh that's why we're meant to be together it's like how funny would it be if you forgot that you didn't have anything on the bottom and you were like oh i just need to go grab that <laughs> book <laughs> and i flashed your whole office like ah! 
Um, when would you say was the first moment that you realised that you wanted to be a writer? Was it at uni? Mm. Was it before uni? It's it's funny because I've always written and I've always loved writing. Mm. And like literally when I was a kid, I used to write these poems. mental... I wrote poems, I wrote stories. I used to literally write like little mini novels. Really? Yeah, so I wrote for years like... And I've always really loved creative writing. Yeah. But then I kind of got in my head that I wanted to do acting. So I was like, oh, writing, whatever. And mm. I kind of, that was a really big thing. Like I loved performing and I sort of didn't really, I went for a good period of time where I wanted to be an actor, like really, really badly. Oh yeah. I think we, I think everyone yeah. who's creative thinks like that's I think the route. do, yeah. And I was like, it has to be acting. I think it's because it's the most visible route as yeah, well. I think so, yeah. So you're like, oh, I'm... Is, is this my life now? Like, I'm going to yeah. be an actor? Like, this is it? You yeah. see all these amazing people on screen and you're like, yeah. oh my God, but then actually... This could be me. <laughs> yeah, but then actually, like, you know, the, the talent underneath, the, the people that True. write, they're, you know... They're actually... They are the ones. They're the unsung heroes. Um, but yeah, so it was, it was in my third year at uni, really, when I decided that screenwriting was, like, what I wanted to do, because... Mm. And it was kind of from... So we had to do, like, a practical essay in third year, which... It was all kind of a load of shit, really, because you had to explore, like a question through the theatre. And I just wanted to do, like, something funny that I enjoyed. Like, yeah. I don't know why, but I just had it in my head. I was like, I definitely want to do comedy. Mm. And I just want to have a laugh and, like, just make people laugh and, like, just do something fun. Did you do drama? Like, as in, did you go to, like, drama classes and stuff when yeah, you were younger? Yeah, I did when I was did younger, Did you ever do yeah. Freeze? Do you remember Yeah, freeze? and then people well, jump in the circle. And they jump in. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I did drama GCC and that was basically the whole thing. We did it oh, every yeah. bloody time. It was like, freeze. And it was like, yes, say yes. Yes. And then it's, it's, always, <laughs> it's always a gym class because it's always like a really obscure way that you are. And yeah. And pose. And or yeah, it's always like posing yeah. or gym. And like no one could ever come up with an actual like no. original story. And it would always be someone getting stabbed every time. <laughs> it was like, oh, you've stabbed me. Mine, the one that I feel like people always used to do was... um surfing oh they, like they'd go into surfing like whoa these surfs like this is so, so rare man but there was always uh, some like little shit as well that because obviously you're meant to say yes to like keep the story going and there'd always be some dicker that was just like no that's not where we are that's not what we do <laughs> yes, yes. I was like come on this isn't this isn't the scenario and you're no. like um okay well okay, thanks mate we're actually just in a black room so yeah <laughs> give me something please so yeah acting I kind of I, I enjoyed like People actually said to me, they were like, oh, it was kind of like stand-up, my, yeah. my like, practical essay. Oh, really? I was, like, engaging with the audience and sort of chatting with them. Um, but I, I never really wanted to do stand-up. I kind of... I enjoyed that, but I liked the fact that that was still scripted and it was, like, character-based still. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I just kind of... I was like, I remember in third year just being like, oh my God, like, what am I actually going to do with my life? Like, I've got no idea what I want to do. Yeah. And then I was just... It just, like, clicked for me and I was just like, I love like film and tv and i love writing but i just never considered the fact that i could potentially write for film like and tv like that people that, that actually do that like yeah and so i just started looking into it and it was really it's quite ironic actually because i was obsessed with getting onto this master's in manchester which is at manchester uni and it's like more of an academic one. Oh really yeah and i was like i have to do this master's like this is what i want to do like i want to be in manchester like and all of this and then i got rejected from it and i was like this is the end of my life. What am I going to do? And then I was like, well, I don't want to just, I was like, I don't want to just go back to Leicester and like, have a, like, do nothing. So I just like, was like, oh, maybe there's a few more. Like, maybe there's not just this one Masters <laughs> in Manchester. Hmm, I just wonder. <laughs> the possibility. And then, um, I applied for 
met, which is where yeah. I went, and um, I got in, which I kind of felt like was amazing, but actually I feel like they probably just let anyone in that, that wants to go there. That's true. I mean, I think it might be. <laughs> definitely not. That is um, self-deprecation right well, now, my friend. But yeah, and, I, and then I was, because I didn't want to be in London at all. I was like, I London stresses me out. It's really expensive. Like, I don't want to live in London. Yeah, fair. But then I kind of... I still of, feel like that well, yeah, right exactly. <laughs> and then I sort of looked into it more and I was like, oh, well, actually, if I want to actually be serious about this career, like, it's a lot of the, the place that I need yeah. to be. Like, realistically, the, probably one of the best things that happened would be not getting onto that Manchester one because I probably would have come down to London anyway after that. Anyway. Yeah. Like, so it just sort of cut out the middleman. It gave me an absolute reason to be in London. But yeah, look, like... I guess it's like all transferable, isn't it? I kind of knew that I'd enjoy it because I love writing and I love TV. So, yeah. And then here I am, still trying to do it. <laughs> and lo and behold. Many years later. <laughs> and still Not finding very it impossible. many years later. Oh my God, no, like please. two years later. <laughs> Just being dramatic. Here I am. Sixteen oh, years. I'm an old lady. You're literally the woman from Titanic. It's been eighteen years. But no, since since graduating from Met, um, what was your experience being around all? Because you're you're with all filmmakers mm. all the time, right? Yeah. Is it? What is that like? Because I've spoken to people um, from NFTS, which is obviously okay, a very yeah, similar yeah. one. That's the National Film Television School. Uh, (laughs) it's a bit dyslexic right there but I think that's what it stands for Um, they say it's quite intense and like the atmosphere can get quite self-righteous and wanky Mm -hmm. Um, because everyone's just like oh the arts the arts creating creatives all together Um, what's it like to be is it is it similar yeah very similar and actually my time at Met made me realise that I'm much more introverted than I thought I was, like, genuinely. No, I, yeah, yeah, Because when when I started, like, it was really, really fun on, and we had all of these classes where we were, like, all together. So, like, the writers, there was was writers, directors, producers, and editors, um, and we were all doing all this stuff together. And then there was this, like, big expectation that after the end of the day, so it was, like, 10 till 5, and then everyone would go across the road to the pub and, like, hang out in the pub until, like, 10 every day. Every day? Pretty much. For the first, like... I'd say for the first, like, two weeks, it was, like, oh, every day. That's a lot and of... Oh, that's, like, freshers week all over yeah, again. Yeah, and it was, Jesus. like, so much... It was so much that's talking. Very intense. Yeah. It was, yeah. like, so much talking about film and, like, people saying, oh, you know, I've got this vision for this film and, oh, yes, I've, I've heard similar film like that. Like, oh, you know. It's, like, all this stuff. And I find it really tiring. I literally... I'd go home and I'd be like, oh, my God, I need to just, like, rewire and just like not talk about anything vaguely intelligent or like yeah, yeah, creative yeah. or anything and then I kind of I found that as it went on for me obviously you click with certain people and then mm. you know you kind of find your people and whatever but a lot of the people on like on my cohort were um like more into like drama or documentary and I do think generally I don't know if it's just there or if it's like masses in general but like there weren't that many comedy people and like I obviously write quite silly things that like yeah. I, you know I, I kind of do comedy drama but there do you, like you found it difficult for people to take you seriously just because you're writing comedy I don't I don't know I think comedy can be really serious like I want to show like the seriousness of comedy and like yeah 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 definitely the, the serious things that we laugh about and, and I do think there is a sort of like oh that's yeah because I think that actually the, the biggest moments of pain are expressed 
through comedy. Yeah, exactly. And like, I think it's afterwards. yeah, no, exactly. And that's exactly where I, like live with it stemmed from was this awful, awful breakup that I had when I was back at uni. Yeah, and finally been able to like channel that and like and make use it that into pain something for something creative. And yeah, fun and like so. Yeah, I kind of I, I find it so difficult like the difference with comedy and drama because like the comedy world itself is really really terrifying and scary to get into as well because I do feel like if you don't do stand-up people don't think that you're that good really like that's just a prerequisite always it's like oh you you obviously have to be doing stand-up yeah like there's kind of in the world of comedy and writing and things like I feel like there is there has always been this really like formulaic route that you're supposed to take and like as a writer like you should basically be like, you should start doing one-liners and you should, like, try and write for, like, Newsjack and, like, other shows. And I've, like, tried to write for those shows and they never put my jokes on. I've not tried that hard, to be fair. And <laughs> I also not don't think that I'm bothered. very good at one-liners, so I'm kind of like, it's fine. Um, but I feel like that's sort of like the natural pecking order is you do that, you do your stand-up, you're kind of showing that you're funny and you can perform things well and then you can I was going to say, there's writing. a real performative element to that, which is, like, so why much. are you always assuming that a comedy writer has to also perform exactly I know but it's a real thing and I guess it's just that you know that's a way of showing your comedy and it's a way of getting your face out there so I did I, told yeah. you that I, I tried to stand up once I was, was about like, to ask how horrifying <laughs> well, I'm so upset that I didn't actually come get to uh, come and see it what it was, was it like I've still I did it two years ago and I've still not watched the video back what because I just can't like the thought of watching it back like makes me want to be sick oh like, my god no it's so I don't think I've got no I did I have this phone then it must still be on this phone. But, oh my God, it was just really... The How long did you do it for? It's five minutes. But five minutes must feel like a lifetime. Yeah, and I practised it and everything. And I timed <laughs> it and I was way over five minutes whenever I practised it. And then when I was there, I was like a minute short. Und- no way. Because I think I was like... <laughs> blah, 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 yeah. um, but actually, there being you have to be. You must have to feel so comfortable in a silence. Whereas yeah. I'm the most uncomfortable person in silence yeah. ever. And like, yeah, obviously you're sort of meant to leave gaps for people to laugh. But then it's like, well, what if they don't laugh? Yeah. <laughs> so then you just carry on. Yeah, you don't <laughs> give them the opportunity. Yeah. But to be fair, the actual doing it was, was not that bad. Because obviously I've performed a lot like, yeah and so I kind of once I got on the stage I was like I feel okay but the nurse oh my god can I can you do a little bit no <laughs> please no can you just okay can you just tell what like what were some of your jokes oh my god I can't even remember now because it was so long ago like I think I did a big thing about I'd gone to love I don't know what's it called? love box love box yeah oh yeah and there was this girl basically you know with all the portaloos and stuff oh and yeah i was like yeah. queuing for a loo with this girl it's probably quite appropriate now for the coronavirus maybe i should bring this joke back but basically <laughs> this girl like had a little fanny pack and we were like waiting outside in the queue and she kind of like gave me a bit of loo roll but it was like she was dealing drugs and she was like come come over here like do you want to see what i've got and i was like oh yeah and then oh, she like showed yeah. me out like from a little fanny pack she was like do you want some do you want some and like basically looked really sketchy and it was she, she was just being really nice and giving me toilet roll oh my god was it good um, quality it was excellent yeah really she, gave me, she gave me enough for two wipes oh one go then and then later when i needed it oh my god amazing so yeah she was a hun but um yeah it was like the the build-up to it was just horrifying like i was so nervous and yeah, like I my imagine. stomach was just in turmoil for like weeks before and i just I just kind of felt like I did it and it was fine, but I didn't really was it enjoy it. it. And yeah, yeah, I was like, I don't, this isn't actually what I want to do. I've never did wanted to Did you not get like a bit like of a, like a kick, like a high from doing yeah, it? Yeah, I did a bit, but kind of in the way that I used to when whenever we did like MT shows or whatever, like mm. it's a nice feeling, but not enough. 
to make me want to put myself through that all the time. Yeah, and no, fair enough. The thing with stand-up as well is they literally say that you're a beginner until you've done, like, a hundred goes at it. Like, Good Lord. You know, you have to be so resilient and you have to, like, accept the fact that people aren't going to laugh and accept the fact that people might Heckle. be horrible to you. Yeah. And That's I just the thing don't want to put me. myself through that shit. <laughs> like, life's too short. No. <laughs> seebs. I actually just seebs for yeah. that. Yeah, I'll just have people be nice to me. That's fine. <laughs> So wait, when did you meet the team that you did live with it? Um, so I met them at Met. Well, I met... Did you meet them in the, the fresher two weeks? Well, quite ironically, actually, the people involved in live with it weren't really the people that I hung out with at Met or was mm. that close with or really worked with. Because um, Jamie, the producer, yeah. he went to Met, but he was in the cohort after mine and we didn't know each other at all at Met. So there's like they do like so two your a course year. was two years one year oh but they do two a year so they stagger it so they do one that's in like September and one that's in March so I started oh, in March I didn't and then know he that. was there in September oh so they overlap yeah but we didn't meet each other but we just um, that's we an interesting way of doing it email okay. um, I needed a producer via email via the interweb that's very um, and then what basically happened was there was another guy. Um, I probably told you about this at the time who was meant to be playing Adrian and was meant to be directing it and he was actually a friend of mine from Met he had oh. a directing course and we'd had like a lot of meetings and then me, him and Jamie had like met up quite a few times and it was all good to go we'd set the dates for when we were going to do it I'd booked off work It was this was about three weeks before we were about to shoot it oh my gosh you're kidding and he dropped out why? um you probably can't say <laughs> no bitch, it's fine bitch about a girl <laughs> it's a safe space <laughs> no it's actually fine he basically he just like had another project that he wanted to do and because it wasn't paid or anything which is like fair enough oh, I, I mean see. I would have appreciated it if he'd given me more notice than three weeks three weeks is kind I will of ridiculous say, yeah um, and so obviously that was all a bit stressful and I was like fuck okay well I need to find an Adrian and I need to find a director um, that's really stressful. Yeah, and you had to do it within that same time frame. Yeah, I mean, we could have obviously moved the shoot dates, but we didn't want to because we'd like pinned most things down and stuff. Mm. Um, so luckily, Jordan, who played Caroline, um, gave a few recommendations of people, and yeah, we auditioned Nuan, and we just absolutely loved him. Like, yeah, he is amazing. We were just like, oh, he he is Adrian. Like, it's gonna be it's gonna be great. Everything's fine again. Um, but actually, so before that, obviously, my main kind of my really big, I kind of knew that we would be able to get an actor because there are mm. loads of actors out there and loads of really good actors and people want to be in stuff and, you know, it was my, my worry was about the director the because director, you need to have a good yeah. relationship with the director and, like, that's why I'd asked this guy that I was friends with because I kind of knew how he worked. Had and the I'd, rapport. We'd, I'd done stuff before with him, like, I'd acted for him before so I kind of knew what he was going to be like as director and everything. Um, so I was really, really stressed and then Juliana was on my... She was on the same cohort as me. Okay. And I'd heard like amazing things about her, but I'd never worked with her. Like the whole time we were at Met, I'd always thought I really want to work with her, but the we, chance just never. It just never came up, and we yeah. did different things as well. Like she, for her grad project, she did a a really good documentary, and you don't, you know, obviously like that wasn't my area or whatever, and we just never crossed paths. Pass, yeah. And it just like all came together so amazingly, and I like sent her the script. The stars were like, oh, aligning. Yeah, yeah, it was just like, oh, thank God. So, That's so cool. Yeah, that was like, she's she's so busy as well. Like she's never free. Like the chances that she had a free week was just mad. So, 
that all worked out really well. And then me and Juliana together auditioned Nuan and we loved him. And it kind of all actually really, really worked out for the best. Yeah. Um, what do you think? Do you think that um, Live With It would have been a completely different entity mm-hmm. had your other mate? Totally, yeah. Really? I think Juliana brought a lot more professionalism to it. Um, not saying that to slate the other guy, but just I kind of had been like, I was very just like, let's make it a really little thing and like, I don't want it to become this like huge, really stressful thing and like, I just want it to be like a fun a project fun and blah, 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 yeah. blah. And Juliana was kind of like, well, yeah, that's fine, but we can still be professional. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but we're still going to do all of this shit. Um, I mean, she made it a lot more stressful because there were loads more things that we had to consider and she was like, we need lights, like we're not doing it without lights. And I was like, oh God, oh. I don't want lights. Like, But everything was so much better because of it and like, I think like, yeah, it would have probably would have looked quite shit without her. <laughs> Not gonna lie. Like, thank God we had her. Would have been terrible. Me and Jamie, I think, were a bit like, oh, whatever we'll be, we'll be. Like, we're quite chill. And she, yeah. she was kind of like the, the sort Instigator. of person to, to like question. Like, actually, maybe you need this, or maybe we should just think about this a little bit more <laughs> than just shoving just throw, in someone's face. Throw away comment, like, yeah. oh, we'll make it work. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, so it was great actually. Like the the. And then the editor, I should talk about, which is awful. Sorry, Paula. Um, I worked with her the whole time I was at Met. Like, we basically did all, all of your projects. projects together. Oh, really? And, yeah, we were really close. She's amazing. It was great. And it, there was kind of no question that anyone else was going to edit it because we were just really close. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. We were kind of, like, cool. I remember there were times where you were just like, this is this is getting, like, very stressful now. Yeah, well, because it was so... It was just the most intense thing I've ever done because... The whole thing was shot, obviously. In also, my it's all you. Like, yeah, this is your baby. Yeah, this literally. Is a, it was that the first, or yeah, is that the one thing that you've done really that's been like completely yeah. you? Yeah, yeah. So the whole time I was on the MA, it was always people coming over to me and saying, "Do you want to write this for me?" And yeah. like, "Oh, I've got this idea. Can you write a script for it?" And that was always really cool. Um, and I wrote my own like pilot script and stuff when I was there. Mm. But there was never a thing that I made that I had to show, like that was mine. And that's kind of what made me think, like, oh, well, I've been working on all these other people's things. Um, quite oh, a lot of people owe me favours, to be fair, because I've done a lot of stuff for other people. And, like, yeah, now I want something that I can literally send to people and be like, this is my idea. But then that's so scary, because if people hate it, you're like, this is literally... So I have no good ideas then. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, obviously it's not, but, you know, when the script is you, when you're acting in it, co-produced it, I mean, it was in my flat, like... And I kind of had, did have the final say in what, yeah, your final what we cut. wanted. Yeah, so it was amazing. I'm not going to lie. I kind of love the power. Mm. Peter Morgan but. would be so proud of you. How are you finding life now? Obviously, the last time I saw you... Health wise, mm-hmm. you were feeling like in a little bit of a rut. Yes. But now I'm seeing you and I feel like it's a completely different person. I actually, really nice. yeah, I feel so much better. Um, so, yeah, I've struggled on and off for the past three, four years with inflammatory bowel disease, which um, was unclassified, so they didn't know which one it was. Um, there are two types uh, Crohn's disease or ulcerative colitis. Um, well, that's a long word. What was that? Ulcerative colitis. Ulcerative colitis. Oh, like ulcers. Two words, yeah. Right, okay. Um, 
Which Cause I think mean, people know Crohn's like yeah, a lot so, of people yeah, recognise yeah, Crohn's yeah. disease. So a lot of people know of Crohn's disease and they kind of know it to be quite serious, which it is. Um, it, I found it really hard because I didn't have the full diagnosis, so people kind of maybe didn't think it was that serious, but yeah. it was. It was just that they didn't know which one it was. It took a while, but I I got back on the system there. They gave me like support and I had a few. Um, like colonoscopies, which are really fun, um, but they still couldn't find out exactly what it was, which was really just frustrating. Hard. Yeah, really yeah. frustrating, and like it's a really it's an illness that really really impacts the way you live your life because you basically can't like walk around and do exercise or like you have to literally know where like everything is. Like you need to know where a toilet is at all times. Yeah. So like you're constantly on the alert. Like where can I go? Like yeah, it's a hundred meters in this direction. Yeah. yeah. And it's just, it's just horrible. Like, and I mean, I, I can laugh about it. Like I make a lot of poo jokes. I feel like I'm a good person <laughs> to have a poo related problem because I'm anytime like, anyone wants to talk about poo. Yeah. I'm here guys. Like hit me up. Um, guys. I mean, to be fair, like poo has ruled my life for a long period yeah, of time. I mean, so fair enough. Me and you both have like, seriously, it's been like a, it's been a big like journey and kind of <laughs> <laughs> discovering how much I don't care about talking about poo oh. and like I would just say to people I can talk like, about it all the time I would literally just go to an interview and I'll just be like look I might I might need to go for a poo like I'm just I'm so open about it because I'm just like you it, have to have a shame yeah I have to like I don't understand how people also it is a not. human thing so yeah, when people get is. all like weird about pooing it's like get over yourself like yeah. who are you people who are like oh my god I just like don't poo and if I do it smells of oh, roses and you're like you can off. get the hell and of yourself and some people like you know if I talk about being ill or whatever and I kind of you know talk about it in a detail they're kind of like i don't i don't want to hear about it and i'm like oh it must be really hard for you to, to hear, hear about my really quite significant health problem like poor you like fuck off yeah <laughs> oh, getting heated um but yeah but it is difficult because obviously you know it is like a sort of sen- more sensitive issue and like i have had to kind of come to terms with it and just be like it's fine and be open about it the big problem was I moved back to London and then I had to get on London healthcare and obviously the waiting list must just be it takes forever mad. so I went to my GP and they were like yeah we'll send the letter and then I waited for like three weeks and I was like oh I haven't heard anything and they were like oh we're just sending the letter off to the hospital today and it was oh like God. so you've been sitting on this letter for three weeks like you haven't even sent it yet you yeah, do you know the severity of this yeah and then they go the oh up? you know you could be waiting for a couple of months to get your first a consultation appointment in a with a like specialist and I was like are you mad like I can't I literally can't live like this timelines like, yeah working. it's crazy yeah and all they can say to do in the meantime is um go to A&E and so I've been on like loads of courses of steroids and things but that it's not it's not the same it's as speaking term. to yeah, yeah it's not the same as speaking to a specialist I am on steroids at the moment which are oh, grim um but they're helping in combination with like other treatment it is hard when i take them because i have to take so many really and they do find this like they impact your sleep and things like they have quite bad side effects well see mine's a cream oh okay i'm guessing you're, yeah. yours actual pills mine are pills for the mouth and pills for the butt <laughs> so you have to put a pill up your bum yeah really yeah. how is that well like uh, every day yeah yeah at the moment yeah it's um, you'd be really good at taking like smuggling drugs i would you should think I about would... that <laughs> That's a career option. I'm just saying, like, if you're if there's ever an interim and you want to put drugs in your rim, then <laughs> if anyone knows anyone, like, I'm open to it. It's yeah, it's it was really my contact horrible. details are gonna be um, <laughs> at the end of this episode. So feel free to contact me if there are any drug dealers who want to get in touch. My services are available. 
Um, <laughs> it's horrible at first, but the more you do it, it's it's fine. Like now, I'm kind of like, yeah, whatever, just get it done. Um, mm. But they're massively helping, which is great. And so when I finally got on the services, um, my doctor was so nice and good. really took it seriously. And within like less than a week, I was having another colonoscopy. That's good. And they finally found that it's ulcerative colitis. So I have a full diagnosis now. <sighs> At least kind of like now you're you're learning maybe also the things that trigger you. So yeah, obviously that it's it, having to kind of be better at managing your stress and yeah, things like that. Yeah, stress is just such a big thing. I think it's you don't realise. Same realize, actually for eczema. Yeah. You don't realise at it all. It has such an impact on our bodies. The one positive from it is that it tells you when you're stressed. True. Like having a... And knowing like, okay, I need to... That's like, okay, I need to slow down now. Exactly. Like if, you know, if my stomach starts being dodgy, I'm like, okay, I need to just... Take a look at yeah. like my life and see where yeah. I can slow down. Definitely. Easier said than done, though. But. We should um, definitely discuss what you're up to right now. Yes. <laughs> and, like, where Live With It has taken you since. Yeah, it's... Um, it's... It's been it's been interesting, definitely an interesting year because I did high highs, low lows. Would you say? Yeah, definitely. So live with it was amazing and very full on, as you know, because you were involved in it. And um, I sort of decided after live with it, I'd kind of put all, channeled everything into live with it, and I was doing a nine to five job at the same time, and I kind of got to the point where I was like, burnout. I'm dead now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I did get really... yeah, and I did get ill. Um, and that's when I was like, okay, I need to like take a bit of time out and just focus on yourself. focus on myself and focus on like what I want because being in London and doing a nine to five, like I just had no time to write and I was kind of like with live with it being out, I now need to like get think some about pilot your next, scripts yeah. and like think about my next move and like you know what do I want to do and I can't I just can't write in the way that I could do if I wasn't working. So yeah, definitely. I went back to Leicester for. Um, about like ten months or something. It ended up. I was meant to only go for like three months, and then I kind of. I really ended up way longer than I thought it was going to be because of health and just generally like I don't want to move back to London for the sake of moving back to London. Like I wanted to move back when I was for ready reason, and like yeah. yeah for a reason. Like why am I going to move back? And um and me and Kish wanted to move in together, so we wanted to like find somewhere nice and everything. So it was. So I moved back in November, and I originally came back and I was doing an admin job, but that wasn't enjoyable and didn't work short lived very yeah. short lived um, and it didn't work with my health <laughs> and stuff um, whilst I was in Leicester I managed to like write quite a lot of different things I've got like a few pilots that I'm like in a fairly good position with now um, so I did some comedy writing uh, for a series called 100 Reasons to Hate which is like this comedian guy called Ian Smith who's like very funny and very shouty and we pick topics and then he like basically runs about them for like a long period of time nice um, which is very fun um, so that's cool and um, and now I'm doing like freelance content writing and just trying to sort of keep going with comedy and spin them plates and let's just focus very quickly on your time being back at home because yeah. it's actually something that's been on my mind as well like I mm. think I'm probably approaching that time in my life where you were where it's like I really need to seriously think about my next step mm. and what I want to do in my career and what's going to make me happy and mm-hmm. if that means moving home then I might have to like consider that mm. um even if even if you have like the coolest 
funnest parents in the whole world. I think just even psychologically, you just always feel when you move back to your parents' house that it's you're taking steps back. Absolutely. How yeah. did you yeah. cope with that? Was it difficult? Yeah, it, it wasn't, it wasn't really because... I mean, I do have a really, really good relationship with my parents mm. um, and they are very, like, relaxed and kind of, you know, they they just let me get on with shit, which is really nice. But I did really feel like I had regressed. Like, I, I was in my... It's difficult not to, I think. Yeah, like, yeah. even when I'm back for the Christmas holidays, yeah. I suddenly turn back into a 16-year-old. I'm like, Mom, oh my God, you never let me do what I want. <laughs> like, Don't yeah. give me a curfew. I'm <laughs> old. It is, it's really hard. It's weird. And, you know, I was in my bedroom, which had a single bed, which just... Doesn't yeah, seem like a, it doesn't well. seem like a big thing, but I was like, as soon as I moved back, I was like, oh my god, I miss my double bed so much. Like, yeah, it just, just feels. I just felt really squashed, and then I kind of like, like resenting. Yeah, yeah. resenting. Oh, why well, have I got a single bed? Like, oh, it's not fair. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so that that was hard, and <laughs> the angst is real. Yeah, <laughs> and I think Leicester is a really interesting place because. On the one hand, you know, it's it's city. So, yeah. you know, it's not like I was, like, out in the sticks. Suburbs, and, yeah, 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 yeah. But still, it's not really got a lot going for it. Like, it's not it's not really... You guys won the championship in yeah, football. about a million years ago, and it's still what everyone's <laughs> talking about, because they've got nothing else. Like, honestly, it's just... There, there's nothing There's nothing for creatives in Leicester. It's really, yeah. really... There's no creative jobs there. There's one theatre that doesn't really... I mean... It puts on some good things every now and then, but like it doesn't get the attention that it could do. I don't think, you know, if I get to a stage in my career where I'm able, I am able to help people. Like I would love to help people from the middle. Like bursary schemes and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, like genuinely. Or because... even just through your writing, do you think that you're going to try and shine a light on Leicester? Itself? Well, yeah. Oh. So I have done. I did a sketch um, when I was in Leicester, which was about a beautician from Leicester. Nice. Uh, her friend's called Yvette, and she's called Lola. <laughs> and nice. um. Yeah, for me, like, the Leicester accent is fucking hilarious. And I worked in an office. Did you have a strong bit. Leicester accent? No, oh, not okay. I don't sound like I'm from Leicester. People from Leicester, they're like, everything, <laughs> everyone's like, oh, what, Eva, Brynair, like, what are you doing, chick? Like, you're right, love. Like, it's like proper, it's really, it's really hard to do, like, but it's, um, I don't sound Leicester at all because my parents aren't from Leicester. Oh, um, okay. It's a very, very, like, funny accent that I feel isn't, taken the piss out of enough <laughs> just in general in tv it's about a school in leicester and it's very like for me what it was like growing up in leicester and kind of because leicester the, the thing that i love about it even though there are a lot of things that i don't love about <laughs> it but it's yeah. a really really multicultural city mm. and like i went to school with like so many people from different backgrounds and that's something to be celebrated definitely yeah it's amazing like there's so many cultures like mixing together and obviously yeah of course it has its difficulties with that and there is like crime and all that stuff but generally it works quite well and like Mm. people knit together quite nicely um and obviously like you know being in london you sort of we see that all the time and that's normal but in other parts of the uk it's not really so yeah no no not at all i do think that that is like really something to, to be celebrated and i think that like why is there why is there never anything why is nothing set in Leicester like literally yeah you don't watch anything that's set in Leicester like it's you know it's crazy really when you think about it yeah just put Leicester Leicester. on the map yeah what would you say you're feeling the most um uncertain about in your life right now hmm interesting 
Um, I think for me, the most, the, the biggest uncertainty is always if I'm gonna be able to sustain living as a writer. Yeah. Because that's like, what... When's the big break gonna come? Yeah, and that's It will thing. come, obviously. Well, this is the thing. No, it won't. <laughs> and I'll tell you why. Because I've, I've been, I think I've been thinking about things in the wrong way. And you kind of always think, oh, there's gonna be... That one break. moment, okay, and then yeah. that's going to be what makes me successful. But I'm coming to realise more and more and more, like the more people I speak to and the more like I hear about being a writer, it's constant things. Like you're constantly uncertain, and you need you need to yeah you do really need to spin plates and like, but it's such a hard mentality to break because like I got the shortlist, which was amazing, and I was like, you have these glimmers oh God, of hope where like, you're like, yeah. <gasps> Yeah. And then, you know, three weeks later and everything just feels exactly as it was before I heard about this shortlist, which was an amazing feeling at the time. And then I was like, oh, okay, now I'm back to square one. But it's not, it's like, that's taken me up a step. Yeah. Even though it's And it's not like celebrating me. these successes. Exactly. And, they yeah. are actually and that's the thing, get like, you. I am really now, like, every time something, because I get so much rejection all the time. Yeah, like, it must be every so time hard. something good happens, I'm like, I've got to grab hold of it and just, and just like, celebrate it. it and be happy and, like even if then nothing comes of it. My ultimate get, um, goal at the end, like, is to have my own TV series. Like, that's what I want, like. You wanna be like a showrunner. Yeah. Yeah, like, that, that would is, be awesome. If I was to like, you know, dream big, that's what I want. And like, that could never happen. But, so that's obviously a worry, but as long as I'm doing it and I'm enjoying it and I'm getting closer to where I wanna be and I'm feeling like I'm successful and like I'm doing what I love, then that's, that's enough of a yeah, yeah definitely and what do you feel the most certain about hmm. <laughs> it's bad that i don't know <laughs> anything I if know. you ask me I, um, I don't think anyone would jump anything would jump to mind oh god that's <laughs> depressing um you don't I, have to have certain things that's the point of being in our mid-20s i mean i feel certain that i feel i feel certain that i can do it Yes. I feel certain. In your ability. Yeah. I feel certain that... Oh, I don't, now I'm saying it. I'm like, no, I don't feel certain about yes, that. Yes, you do. You do. You do. Don't doubt yourself now. Yeah, no. I feel certain that it's doable. And I feel certain that if I keep working hard and I keep finding things that make me laugh, that I want to write about, good things will happen. Yeah, definitely. That oh, is something oh. that I've not really mentioned at all. And yes, I do feel certain that I'm in a lovely relationship and... Um, but I also have to say I really enjoy and this is nothing to Kish because he seems like a really amazing boyfriend but I also really enjoy the fact that like that you, that you have a really great support system and network but that he's not I don't know like the main thing yeah. of every conversation or that it's not yeah, all yeah. about him it's just that like he's he's consistent and he's there for support yeah. but I enjoy that setup. Yeah, no, we're very and I like think that's a that's a winning setup to have with Yeah, for sure. Like we're very supportive of each other, but we give each other that space and we kind of we know that, you know, like he knows. He he's actually known this about me from like day one of the relationship. Yeah, but like go. I really want to be a writer and like that's yeah. like such a huge focus for me and like he's always so been like your first supporter of it yeah I yeah think it's so important. and he's just like yeah you can do it like whenever i feel shit and i've got rejection he's he doesn't he barely even lets me cry he's like stop crying <laughs> you're better than this move on and i'm like oh. i need to wallow for like an hour and then i'll be fine um Bryony, thank you so much for coming on the podcast for having me. and chatting for a very short two and a half hours oh god you know <laughs>
We could be here all night. <laughs> obviously, come back anytime. Um, and I'll obviously put all of your stuff on the show notes at the end so that everyone can see all your amazing work that you're doing. Um, yeah, just keep bossing life, girl. And I will try. I love you. <laughs> I love you. This has been The Uncertainties. Thank you. Bye. <laughs>